0: Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts and I'm so glad you're joining me today because it is part 2 of a sermon called Blessed Beyond Measure. Now, how many of you, like me, you've heard many preachers preach on giving and so often this topic is abused. How many of us have heard preachers preach in a self-serving type of way well I've asked the Lord to really guard me from doing this and I hope today that as you listen to the last part of the sermon that you in no way feel as though we want your money no we are to be faithful and to do with all of our resources whether that's financial whether that is in the area of our time or our skills or even the knowledge that God has given us. The point is, God wants us to be exceptionally generous. And today we're going to talk about generosity. So I hope the Lord perhaps will show you some things through this sermon in a way that both you and I can grow in our generosity. But do you know what the one thing you can control is? Sow sparingly, reap sparingly. Sow bountifully, reap bountifully. You can control. Give, and it will be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The point is that we must sow. If you want God to work in your life, you have to sow. If you want a produce... You have to put something into the ground. Now, there's a problem. Everybody say, the problem. The point is, so sparingly, reap sparingly. So bountifully, reap bountifully. But the problem is fear. That's our problem. Fear. I don't know if you've ever done much reading about the Dust Bowl of 1934. That is what made the Great Depression the Great Depression. It was triggered by the stock market crash in October 29. It triggered it, but the market would have bounced back. The market is not the real cause of the Great Depression. The real cause was the drought. The real cause was the Dust Bowl in the Midwest. Do you realize how scared farmers were to sow seed. You can imagine if you lived at that time as a farmer and you provided at that time for your entire family, your whole livelihood was that of crops. You can imagine how scary it was to take your last bag of seed and put it into the ground. No rain. Winds were so fierce. Do you realize that historians tell us, you can Google this for yourself, over 800 Tons. Oh, I say 800. It may be eight tons. Oh, you'll have to fact check me. That'd give you a good reason to look it up. Let's just be safe and say tons and tons of topsoil was removed by dust and winds. By uh, winds and, uh, and uh, yeah, winds. Tons was literally, this was topsoil and seed. Were picked up and carried off. Fear is a reason why we don't give to God as we should. Fear is a reason why I didn't tithe for a long time. Fear was the reason, well, what if an emergency happens? What if there's not enough? What if I sink? What if? There's so many what ifs in life. And do you know what happened for me and Sadie? We had to come to a place where we had to settle. Listen, I settled two questions in my heart before I set up weekly tithing that I was going to take this what to me was a massive amount, what to me was very precious seed. I mean, I, 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 I mean look, we, we got a growing family. I mean, we don't have a lot of margin there. It's not like we're... Playing the lottery with this stuff. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's, it's you know, you know if, if we lose it, no big deal. No, this was precious seed. This was what I thought we couldn't do without. You understand what I'm saying? And when we said, I had to settle two questions in my heart. Is God who he says he is? And will God do what God says he will do? I had to settle that. And do you know what happened when I settled that? Let me tell you the second thing I learned. Number one, the simple principle. What you sow, you reap. And that doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. That doesn't matter what your income bracket is. That doesn't matter where you are in your career or what age your children are. This is a principle that is all across the board. So you can't sit there and say, well, when I get better financially or, you know, when I get more independent or when I retire or when the kids go to college or whatever. You can't do that. This is a principle that's all across the board. I mean, you can do that but guess when the blessings will come? Not till then. (laughs) I wish I had done this years ago. I wish I had taken God at His word as I do today. So this led me from this principle, that what you sow, you reap, to the next principle. God is my only source. God is my only source. What grocery stores do you guys shop at? Just tell me where you usually shop. I couldn't understand the words you said. Aldi, Walmart, Food City, Sam's, Kroger. Ingalls, now you're just naming grocery stores, aren't you? That's all right. I appreciate the help. (laughs) Now, let me ask you a question. Now, listen. These are simple principles. We're taking the complexity of our lives, the complexity of our fears, and we're distilling it down to very simple. Is the grocery store that you shop at, is that the source of your food? No. It's a channel it is a resource, but is it the source? Absolutely not. If Kroger, if those of you who shop at Kroger, if they go out of business this week, what will you do? You'll go to Ingalls. You'll go to Aldi. You'll go to Food City. You'll go to Walmart. You'll go to Target. You can even go to Big Lots. Crying out loud, they have food. You can go anywhere and find, the, find a channel for food. The grocery store where you shop is not your source. Well, guess what, my friends? Your job is not your source. However, you gain your income, that is not, that is the channel, that is the resource with which God blesses you, but it is not the source. Only God is our source. Amen? And when we come to this understanding, it makes our fears incredibly irrational. Well, what if I don't have enough? Well, what if, what if an emergency happens? What if this comes up? What if, what if this breaks? What if this goes wrong? If, listen, if God is our source, how irrational are our fears? Don't sit there with precious seed that you don't put into the ground. Because how can God meet your need without You sowing the seed. How can God give you produce? How can God give you a harvest without you putting something in the ground? And why do we not put something in the ground? It's not because we have bad attitudes. I don't think, see, I think I think most of of the ones who, who don't give consistently, I think you're I think many of you are just like me and Sadie. It's not that I didn't want to, it's that I was afraid to. But when I began to see God as my ultimate source, all that fear went away. You know what we do right now with Awaken to Grace literally takes thousands and thousands of dollars. And I get scared sometimes. I really do. It's a a huge commitment. It's a big weight on my shoulders. And God wore me out a couple of weeks ago. A very good friend of mine who has been a very heavy supporter of Awakened to Grace. He goes to another church, and he's a big supporter of Awakened to Grace. A big supporter. And he called me up out of the blue, and he said, Chad, I would like to schedule a meeting with you Monday morning. I said, okay. He said, I want to talk to you about your projects and what you're working on. Okay. And he said, I'm going to bring my checkbook. You know what I did? I began going, oh, God, you know my needs, Lord. You know I need this and I need that. God, if you'll put on his heart. God, if you would speak to him about this. Oh, God. And you know what? I went from having faith to feeling panicked. Now, how does that happen? And God wore me out. And God, he, I'm telling you, God came to me and said, listen, this brother, God knows his name. I'm not going to tell you his name. He said, Chad, is he your source? No, he's not, Lord. Then quit looking to him. Quit praying about this. I'm your source. Amen? God uses people as channels. God uses your job as channels. God uses all kinds of channels. But only God is our source. Why would we fear if God is our source? Lastly today, the one decision. Now, the one principle is so sparingly, reap sparingly, so bountifully, reap bountifully. It's a principle. It works. God doesn't have respecter of persons. It'll work for me. It'll work for you. It's a principle. Number two, God's our source. There's only one source. It's God Almighty, so don't fear. Number three, there's really only one decision to make. You know, I flip-flop back and forth with being healthy. Do you flip-flop back and forth? I'll go a stint where I try real hard, and then I go a stint where I just bomb it, right? More so on the latter end than the front end. But, you know, sometimes we feel like the choice... You know, healthy choices can feel overwhelming, can't they? But you know, in reality, if you just make one choice to be healthy, that guides all your other decisions. You don't have to make all kinds of health choices. You just have to make one choice. I'm going to live a healthy lifestyle. And out of that one choice, all your decisions are based. We make things so much harder than what they are, don't we? The same, it's the same in generosity. You make one choice. I am going to live a generous life. I'm going to give to God all that I have generously. And as you make that choice, you'll find it affects all your other decisions. Every week, when Sadie and I tithe, we're not wringing our hands going, well, now should we give this week or should we not? No. We've made one choice. We're going to be generous. And, 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 and if you're taking notes, so let me say this. This wasn't in my notes, but I'm just feeling led to say this. There are, there are two areas of giving that I want to grow in, and I encourage you to grow in this too. The first one is in a disciplined, systematic way. I'll just tell you right now, Sadie and I are not disciplined when it comes to money. Is anyone else in those ranks? I heard a mumble. We, we just don't do great with money. If there is any money laying in our bank account, it's going to vanish. Somebody's going to get it. And normally it's Italianos or something like that. But something's going to get that money. We have to be disciplined. We are not naturally disciplined with our resources. So what we have to do is we have to say, Okay, God, this is what you require of us. This is what you ask for. So God, what we're going to do is we're going to create a system of discipline. So we set up our e-giving. I'm telling you, it debits. It takes right out. Why? Because if I wait till the end of the week and come to church, there's nothing left. Burger King got it. Italiano's got it. Walmart got it. Target got it. Too many hands in the pot. And we have to say, God... We want to systematically be disciplined. Here is what is right. Right off the top, here is our first fruits. I call that percentage giving. God says 10%. That's percentage giving. But then, I'm growing in this area that I'll call Holy Spirit prompting giving. That's... That's different than the percentage. The percentage is locked. It's set. It's disciplined. It's systematic. That is my first fruits unto the Lord. But see, then there are other times the Holy Spirit prompts me, help this person. Give to this mission. Give to this church. Support this Bible translation work. Do this, do this, do this. That's promptings of the Holy Spirit. I want to be sensitive to both, because do you know what God listen what the Bible says. Here's God's promise. Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear this, Lord. And Lord, help me to say this very carefully, and help us to hear. Give us ears to hear. Amen. Second Corinthians nine, verse 11. God says, I will enrich you in every way to be generous in every way. Hallelujah. And listen what God says. As your generosity increases, as I make the decision to be generous, here's what God says he'll bring into my life. A harvest of righteousness. Now, come on. You with me right now? I need you to be with me right here. Here's what God is saying to me. Chad, don't worry about your financial needs. I can easily take care of your financial needs. Here's what you can't do, Chad. You cannot bring righteousness into your children. You cannot bring righteousness into your family. You cannot obtain righteousness of your own. This is a blessing that only I can give you. And as we have upped our standard of giving, as we have followed the promptings of the Holy Spirit, as we have given, as God tells us to give, do you know what I full well expect from the Lord? A harvest of righteousness within my family. What would your family look like? What would your children look like if there was greater righteousness within your home? Amen. And some of us have a greater need than what money could ever produce. We need the favor of God on us. We need righteousness in our homes. And God says, you be faithful to give. You be faithful in the things that I say. God says, I'll give you what money cannot give you. I'll give you a harvest of righteousness. Hallelujah. These are the promises of God. The question. See, here's the question. Not, am I going to be okay? God promises I'm going to be okay. The question is not, am I going to be okay? The question is, do I believe God is who he says he is? The question is, do I trust God in every area of my life? Especially my finances. God says, I want to bless you. I'm ready to bless you. I'm able to bless you. Read 2 Corinthians 9. I think it's verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work, Scripture says. There was a season of our church. We were not doing well financially. And let me just say this. I'm not preaching this money because we need better offerings. You realize that? That's that's not the motive here. I'm not preaching toward that. I'm preaching toward your life being blessed beyond measure. That's my motive. That's my purpose. But there was a season, there was a time years ago that we were barely making it. And there didn't seem to be enough. And you know what the Lord told me to do? The Lord told me to write that scripture, having all sufficiency in all things at all times, that we may abound in every good work. And God said, write it and put it in the offering log. And you know what the cover of our offering log was? It was that verse. And I began to take God at his word. I began to take him at his word. And let me tell you, God's blessings are on us. So what's your definition of a blessing today? Is it what God can do for you? Or is it what God can do through you? What a difference. The one principle, sowing and reaping. The one source, God Almighty. And the one decision, live a life of generosity. Don't accept fear in your life. Don't accept it. Step out. Obey God. And I'm telling you, God will bless your life. Let's bow our heads today. Why don't you just settle some things in your heart right now? Why don't you settle some things? Why don't you do what I did and settle once and for all is God who He says He is? And will God do what He says He will do? Why don't you view what God has given you as seed And what are you going to do? You going to keep it in barns? (laughs) You just going to fill your barns with seed? Or are you going to put it in the ground? And are you going to let God do for you what money could never do for you and bring a harvest of righteousness into your family and into your life? Have you been looking for needs to be met, but yet you've not sown any seed? Settle it today. What God did in creation, he's done in your life spiritually. Do it God's way for once. Do it God's way. And you won't regret it. Just settle it today. Is God who he says he is? Will God do what he says he will do? And then stack that up beside your fears. And I think you'll find the same thing I found. All of my fears were completely and totally irrational. Irrational. They didn't make sense. Not if God is who he says he is. Lord, I thank you for helping us today. God, I thank you for changing my thinking in the area of giving, Lord. I thank you, God, that you taught me what it is to step out in faith. And I'm still learning, Lord. There are things that even right now, God, you're telling me to do that I don't have in the natural, I don't have the ability. But as you bless me, I'll obey you. I thank you, God, that what we do for you does not go unnoticed. But you see the sacrifices. God, may we be a people of sacrifice. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Teach us, Lord. Don't let us just live mundane lives. Don't let us play it safe. Let us have the kind of faith that says, yes, I know there's tornadoes of disasters happening all around us. I know jobs are closing and plants are closing. And I know the economy looks bad. And I know we're in turmoil of elections. And I know, God, Lord, there's just, there's dust bowls everywhere. There's tornadoes everywhere. But my seed doesn't belong in a barn. My seed belongs in the ground. And no matter what this economy does, (laughs) I'm in a far greater economy than the U.S. economy. I'm part of God's economy. I have far greater than securities and assets. I've got the kingdom promise that you will never fail. So I thank you, Lord God. May many of us who have been on the sidelines, may we get into the game. May we engage. May we get busy about this great kingdom work. And God, may we become radical givers for the glory of God. That your gospel is proclaimed, trumpeted, herald throughout this entire globe. Thank you, God, for inviting us into such a story. In the name of Jesus, amen.